0: Could be talking playoffs for the Lions by this time tomorrow. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in everybody to a new week of Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Indeed, your team every single day. Matt Derry with you on a Monday, December eighteenth, and a Tuesday, December nineteenth. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcasts on the audio side and the video side. Subscribe and watch us for free each and every day on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. We are over nine thousand subscribers. We thank you for participating. Whether it's on Twitter at Derry Speaks or at Locked On Lions, commenting on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page on Threads as well. Just thanks for being with us here on Locked On Lions. A shout out to a couple of our everydayers out there. A happy birthday to my main man Gannon Druin of the Druin Lacrosse family. They know who they are. Uh, but happy birthday, Gannon. He was at the Lions game the other day with his dad Chris, his unky, the big dog Eric Lyons. There's nobody better in this town than Eric Lyons. And the folks at Union Joints. But uh, happy birthday, Gannon Druin. Also, Fred Rob, and every day, or shout out to Fred. Same with Robert Mendieta. Those guys hit me up on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, fellas, for making us your first listen and checking us out again, wherever you get your podcast. Monday show. We talked yesterday on the post game pod about the big Saturday night win over the Broncos. I want to get into uh, the opportunity, which comes uh, tonight. So we record here on a Monday afternoon. Seahawks lose to the Eagles and the Lions get into the playoffs. I know that wasn't the goal. And I I want to respond to something Dan Campbell said today, but it still could be an historic evening for the Lions. Also, uh, many season ticket holders furious today. They received an email from the Lions and prices are going way up. And oh, by the way, in that email, they didn't get what they usually get from the team president which is an explanation and a letter. We will get into that coming up momentarily on Lockdown Lions. Detroit's going to know who they play, uh, who they're going to face at quarterback on Sunday in Minnesota against the Vikings. We will get into that as well. And some injury updates as well that Dan Campbell um, alluded to today, including getting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back at practice and Jason Cabinda. Lions are going to have to make some interesting roster moves down the stretch here when they get guys back, including James Houston and others, and Hendon Hooker, Going to take up a roster spot, the Lions want to activate him. I don't think he's going to play, but they want him on the active roster. All of that coming up today, right here on Locked On Lions. Locked On Lions today is proudly sponsored by our good friends at LinkedIn Jobs. We talked about it for months now. All right, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Just post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so tonight, we're recording on Monday afternoon. Some of you are going to listen to this show on Tuesday morning so you'll know the outcome. But tonight, Eagles at the Seahawks for Monday Night Football. Neither team knows which quarterback is going to play. Jalen Hurts is sick. Geno Smith is hurt and might not be able to play, and Drew Locke might have to start for the Seahawks tonight. If the Eagles win tonight, if Philly wins, Seattle is eliminated from the playoffs. No, I'm not saying Seattle not eliminated from the playoffs, but that means that the Lions are in the playoffs. A victory by Philly tonight over Seattle means the Lions have clinched a playoff spot. How about that? after everything that this team has been through, after everything this organization has done, after two years ago when people were questioning, is this the right coach? Is he just some meathead, blockhead former player? When they went three, 13 and one and had a miserable time getting out of their own way and you question whether or not he knew what he was doing. Why is he always going for it on fourth downs? What about the clock management? What about all all the stuff he was doing? as the Lions started their rebuild three years ago under Brad Holmes as general manager and Dan Campbell as coach tonight, they could clinch a playoff spot while the Lions and Dan Campbell have said all along and Dan reiterated it today, Dan, um, the goal at the start of the year was to win the division and host a playoff game. And the Lions can do that this Sunday with a victory over the Vikings. But Tonight, if they were just to clinch the playoffs for the first time since 2016, when they then-led Jim Caldwell Lions went into Seattle and got smoked by Thomas Rawls, that's the last time the Lions have been in the playoffs. That was the first year we were doing this podcast, the fall of 2016. It's been that long since the Lions have been in the postseason. If you recall, after that season, the Lions went 9-7 and seven the next year in 2017. Caldwell was fired. Then we had the three years, 18, 19, 20 of Quintricia, which was a complete and utter disaster. And then now 21, 22, and 23 with Dan Campbell uh, at the helm. What a job this organization has done. Okay. Yes, it's going to be late night. Yes, it's going to be Monday Night Football. Sure, it, it would have been cooler to clinch a, uh, clinch a playoff spot with just a victory and, and and all that stuff Saturday night, and things had to happen. And, and get into place. But regardless, this secures a spot in the postseason for Detroit. And that's cool. All right, We've had the playoffs in a while here. There's nothing like being a part of that first weekend. Um, and I just, I love the way this organization has built this. I like the way that they've done most things. They've drafted. Well, they've signed good free agents. They have a great culture. Players are all bought in. Injured players stick around, want to be on the sidelines, want to help. All right. We talked about Vitae still sticking around. I mean, that's what you want. And to get a chance to get into the tournament where anything can happen, anything can happen, uh, I think it's still pretty cool. I still think it needs to be celebrated, All right? Maybe that's not something that's celebrated in New England or Buffalo or Baltimore or San Francisco or Dallas. Right, where excellence is expected, where those franchises have won multiple Super Bowls. But here in Detroit, we got to celebrate. I'm not saying you hang a banner or anything like that. I know we could make fun of the old banners, but seriously, getting into the playoffs for the first time in seven years is, is pretty good. This team was blown up three years ago. Started from the bottom. All right, I know that's a Drake song, but you know what I mean? So if that occurs tonight and the Eagles win, we're going to get an extra game, and it's most likely going to be at home, at Ford Field, and that is just going to be sweet. So, um, getting into the postseason, kudos to the organization if that does occur this evening. All right, we know they're going to get in, but I'm just making a point. I think it's cool. Speaking of the playoffs, speaking of Ford Field, and speaking of tickets. Social media was a buzz today because the Detroit Lions emailed their season ticket holders about renewals for next year, and it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And I want to preface right away by saying I'm a Lions supporter. I'm wearing my Rodrigo's shirt today from Questionable Tees. I understand um, supply and demand, and, you know, Mike Disner. Telling Dave Briquette weeks ago, oh, we got a a season ticket holder uh, waiting list of like 6,300 people. Okay, cool. The Lions screwed up today with how, how they delivered this news and with no explanation. And we will get into that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions, a Monday edition on the Locked On Podcast Network told you earlier about LinkedIn Jobs when you're hiring for your small business. Many of you are small business owners that are watching or listening to the show. You want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has a tool to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. All right. I put the purple hashtag hiring frame around my uh, picture on LinkedIn because we're hiring where I work and it's easy. You get people to apply all the time. LinkedIn is just another job board LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. They know that small businesses are wearing so many hats, might not have the time or resources to hire. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Get a great candidate at linkedin.com slash Post your job for free there. Terms and conditions apply. All right, folks, here we go. You don't want to hear this. You probably don't want to hear me deliver this news to you, but I have to do it. The Lions screwed up today. They did. You want to raise ticket prices? Fine. All right. For the most part, over the last few years, the Lions have been one team that hasn't raised ticket prices much at all. And actually, after the COVID years, brought prices down. All right. That needs to be addressed and recognized by yours truly. But today, the team screwed up. The organization emailed. They're season ticket holders. They're grit members, Lions loyal members. And it wasn't pretty. Increases of 69% for some seats, 88% for other seats. Season ticket holders get an email from the Lions saying, Hey, we can't wait to have you back. Can't wait to see you next year. Here's what next year looks like. And that's it. No explanation. Dustin Whitehead. Lions loyal members, a member sent me an email today and I saw Dustin posting on Twitter first. I had asked him if he would email me so I could get the story. So I wanted to hear it from a season ticket holder himself. Dustin said he has no issue with me mentioning him. Thank you, Dustin, for doing this. Quote from Dustin on the email. It's certainly very frustrating. I expected an increase. It comes with success and inflation. Not an 80-plus percent increase, though. It's unfortunate because prices haven't gone up in six years. First got season tickets in July of 2018. Fully buying into Quintricia era, unfortunately. My prices have been, have been between 1500 to 1570 Now the price is $2,878. Initially, I was in Section one th- 135, row 28. Now I'm in Section 139, row 25. So he's in the lower bowl in the north end zone, I believe. They do offer a monthly option for payment. With the response others had, I can tell how frustrated others are as well. I'm going to do what I can to renew. One of my favorite things is the energy inside a rocking stadium. I hope diehards aren't priced out. Grit and Lions loyal members is only for promotion. I get it. It's all about the money. They better win the division. They better win a home playoff game because the Fairweather fans will disappear while many diehards will as well. No problem with an increase. My initial tweet was genuine. I get it's easier to get rich people to renew. Hopefully Ford Field has the same energy, end quote. That is Dustin Whitehead, Lions season ticket member. So again, his tickets for the season, When he forked over $1,500 to $1,570. Now we're going up to $2,900 for the season. All right. Again, in reading Justin Rogers' article in the Detroit News and also Dave Burkett in the free press, what I didn't like that I read and that I saw was the following in JR's piece in the news. Quote, in the upper deck of the stadium, two-season ticket holders sent bills that reflect more than an 80% increase from the previous season. The increases in the lower bowl and club level are, lo- level are smaller, but still significant. Now again, Dustin's was 88%. One lower bowl ticket Uh, holders sent invoices from 2022 and 2023 to the Detroit news that reflect a 69% increase, while a fan who sits in the club level will see a 59% increase. Typically, the renewal notice includes a letter from team president uh, 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 um, Rod Wood, but that was absent this year. End quote from JR's piece. Come on, Rod. Send a damn letter and explain yourself and the organization. That's Bush League. Bush League. Every year, oh, we're not increasing. Oh, it's just a small increase of 4%. We love you. Sincerely, Rod Wood, team president. Come on, dude. No explanation. I get it. You got a waiting list. I get it. You got a great team. I get it. Fans are dying to get into that stadium. But an explanation and a a, a little note would have been nice. Hey, we feel bad about this. We had to do what we had to do, though. Hey, it's inflation. Hey, sorry. Hey, something. Bush League move. I get it. Prices are going to go up. I get it. Some of you are going to be able to pay. Some of you are not. I got uh, a tweet today at Dairy Speaks from one um, one season ticket holder. Do, do, do. I got a 50% increase. This is from Waka Flocka Bach. I got a 50% increase upper deck and it priced me out of my seats. My wife and I, after years of budgeting, managed to make room to afford them. This season had the time of our lives. It was short-lived, I guess. Where do I address my complaint? 222 Rodwood Drive. Uh, Dr. Neff on Twitter should have made it a 222% increase. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. I get it. I understand. Jeff Bay, four, on Twitter, my seats went from 540 to 886. I've had season tickets for 23 years. 540 to 886 is not as bad as what Dustin Whitehead got. right, And I'm not going to judge what's bad, what's not. The bottom line is when you make a change like this, don't blindside the fan base on a Monday after a great win on Saturday and try to sneak it in toward the end of the season. And don't send a letter every year personalized from the team president. And then this year don't when you do the increase. You look like a coward doing that. Maybe there will be a letter in the future. Maybe somebody from the organization will see this and send it over to Rod. A lot of you think I hate Rod Wood. I don't hate Rod Wood. I don't know Rod Wood. Hate is a strong word. I think he sticks his nose into football business too much. Uh, uh, I've heard stories about him from past employees. All right? I'm not a fan, per se, of him on a professional level, but you guys on, on social media say you hate the guy. No, I don't. We make fun of him. Right, we've got the two-two-two Rod Wood drive sign I got from, from Turner, and I got the T-shirt. Okay, I guess I could have worn it today, from Questionable Tees. It's it's a funny bit that I say. I used to call two-two-two Keenest Drive after the legendary PR man Bill Keenest. I might change it to something else one day. But this was this looks bad. It's a bad look. The organization has done such great things. All right. The, that, that facility at Ford Field has been upgraded well. Uh, it's a fun experience to go there. They put on a good show. They've got a good team. That's the most important thing. But I have to have the backs of my listeners and I and our fans. When you don't get an explanation like that and your prices just go up 80% and it's, hey, we can't wait to see you next year, and that's it, that's weak. You'll probably talk to Burkett or somebody and explain himself it would have been nice to explain it directly to the people you emailed today hey supply and demand is up you know cost of things is up cost of doing business you, i hope you understand we apologize for this inconvenience but we got to do business something no explanation is weak sauce period that's it all right, I'm done on this topic. I didn't want to be Debbie Downer today. Some of you are going to rip me, I'm sure, on YouTube. That's fine. All right, But don't ever say on this show, we don't cover all the bases because we always do. Brad Spielberger, hopefully tomorrow from PFF. We haven't talked to Brad in a while. I'm working on getting him on the show tomorrow. We got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. We got Monday Night Football tonight. Philly, Seattle, who knows who's going to be quarterbacking. This is going to come down to game time decisions. That'll make it even more fun to hop on FanDuel and throw down some money on either team. New customers get a $150 uh in in, in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet at fanduel.com. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. You think about joining FanDuel. No better time to get in on the action than right here right now. The app is so easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Here's what you do. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Gosh, I can't talk today. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the On Podcast Network. All right, so Sunday, Lions, Vikings. My man, uh, Sean Belisian, used to call them the Vikings. Uh, Lions and Vikings, two of the last three. Here we go. Starting up this Sunday inside the dome there in Minnesota. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell announcing today that, yes, they will stick with Nick Mullins as their starting quarterback. I'm happy about this. I don't know about you, but look, Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins are both bad. All right, Jaron Hall isn't good either. The Vikings, ever since Kirk Cousins got hurt, Dobbs, of course, came in. He had like two or three really good games, and then he went right back to being who he is, which is a mediocre quarterback. Uh, Great dude and everything else, and love Josh Dobbs and his story, the alopecia thing. Uh, It's a great story. He seems like a great guy, but he couldn't throw the ball. This past Saturday, if you recall, Nick Mullins put up 300 uh, yards passing against the Bengals, but two huge red zone interceptions. O'Connell said today, we're giving Nick Mullins another shot. we got to work on that red zone. we got to work on those red zone turnovers, uh, you think? Only cost him the game. All right. This is a guy who was 28 years old that was like third string in San Francisco. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a backup's backup. All right. The Lions, there's no reason why the Lions should not go into Minnesota this week and win. Early line from FanDuel was the Lions minus three. Vikings have a much improved defense under uh, uh, their new defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. And they're hanging around 500, but they're not good. All right? They're not a good football team. And they're 7-7. and And the Lions should take care of business this week. I really, truly believe that. We'll see what the injuries are throughout the week and everything else that goes into it. But right now, I would have... I'm happy it's Mullins and not Dobbs because I think what we've seen with the Lions, and we didn't see it this week because they really... Stayed in their gaps, stayed in their lanes, did a good job on Russell Wilson. But when they've played quarterbacks that can really scramble, and obviously Russ isn't 10 years ago, Russ, uh, Josh Dobbs can make plays with his legs. But they're sticking with Mullins for this week. So not the worst thing in the world. Um, as far as injuries go, Dan Campbell um, said it today uh, at his Monday press conference, if I could find this here, um, team has to make a decision soon on Hendon Hooker. And they believe, Dan Campbell says, I think we're going to get Hooker on the roster because right now his 21-day clock is ticking, um, I think by the end of this week. So they have to make a decision on what to do with him. You either put him on the roster or you have to let him go. All right, because he's coming back from the torn ACL. So if you put Hendon Hooker on the roster, you're also going to add... C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Jason Cabinda to practice. So they'll have 21 days, and their evaluation period comes up. That's great news. Getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson back is going to be huge for this Lions defense. as Of course, uh, he's now been medically cleared to play after that torn pectoral muscle back in the second game of the season. So now think about this for a second. Cabinda, your fullback, coming back. Gardner-Johnson coming back. Hooker coming back. Aline McNeil's going to be eligible next week or the week after, coming off a four-day four game IR. And James Houston could be back in a couple of weeks. That means you've got to create five roster spots, and Bruce Irvin from the practice squad can't stay on the practice squad if he keeps getting elevated every week. So five to six roster spots have to be created to get all of those players back. Gardner Johnson, Houston. Cabinda, McNeil, Irvin, and Hendon Hooker. So Hooker, of course, can also be deactivated at 1130 for the one o'clock games, but still be dressed as the third quarterback. The Lions could get like that extra bonus roster spot day of the game, but he still has to be on the 53-man roster. So some interesting decisions for the coaching staff and Brad Holmes, but. Biggest thing for me is getting Gardner Johnson back. We're starting to see Ifyatu Melifanwu start to come into his own. He's playing very well. Maybe he's a guy that you move between corner and safety, All right? We know Vildor had a good game this past week. Jacobs with a hamstring we're not sure about, but he He didn't play well before the injury on Saturday night. But Gardner Johnson adds a different dimension. He's a ball hawk. Uh, He's a leader out there, a vocal, can hit people. And that's going to be a great addition to this defense. Right now, we're lauding future head coach Aaron Glenn for the performance the defense put on Saturday against Denver, right? But in two two weeks, they got to play Dallas. And there's a chance that in four weeks, they'll be playing Matthew Stafford and the Rams and Cooper Cup and Nakua and all of them. And that's scary. (laughs) It is. I've said this for months. I do not, N-O-T, want to see Matthew Stafford until next year when the Rams are scheduled to come to Ford Field. Don't want to see him this year. The Lions have done all the things right, like I said, and they would be winning the division for the first time ever as an NFC North person or NFC North participant and the first division title in 93 years, and that guy's got to come into town? we got to have that narrative and and Kelly being interviewed on channel four by her bestie. I don't want that. Play the Vikings again. I'd rather play the Vikings for the third time in four weeks and see the Rams. Seriously. All right. Locked on lions for a Monday edition. Yes. We'll have Brad Spielberger PFF analyst tomorrow on this very program. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcasts as well, right here on Locked on Lions. Please subscribe and watch us for free as well on our Locked on Lions YouTube channel. Appreciate uh, everybody. See you again tomorrow.